first thing you got to learn is you don't listen to losers because it's the fastest who gets paid. Fire it up when you're ready. Fire it up. Fire it up. And it's a race from here on, no matter what happens. He's got him this time. Here they come on turn four. Must go faster. Welcome to Running Hot Action Network's Motorsports Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Giffen, predictive analyst here at Action Network. And joining me, my co-host, Stephen Young of Rotor Grinders, better known as Stevie TPFL. And this week, we're talking bets for the NOCO 400 at Martinsville here on Running Hot. Last week, Christopher Bell took his first win of the year at the Bristol Dirt Race. That also moves him into the top spot in the point standings. Tyler Reddick was your runner-up, and Austin Dillon grabbed a much-needed third-place finish, really proving himself to be a very good dirt racer. Stevie, the dirt race kind of played out, I think, like we think. The dirt guys, they really showed up, didn't they? They did. I mean, for the most part, I had a great week, really good week in daily fantasy, good week in betting. Had Todd Gillen top 10 at, like, six to one that was nice i really thought we were gonna have like a massive week with blaney and then briscoe decided that he didn't want to try to make the corner on that restart so i mean it was a good week the one thing that i definitely got wrong was austin dylan i know he had a lot of speed in the heat race i just i didn't think he would he he proved me wrong well we'll just call it that if we do go back to the dirt next year which i hope we don't I, i mean maybe he's someone we can look at next year but overall i thought it was entertaining it's just not my, it's not my favorite. I come from a dirt background. Like I've grown up at the dirt track and it's just, it's not dirt racing. Anybody that like enjoyed it as a dirt race just hasn't been to your local dirt track. So was it entertaining? Yes. Was it predictive? Actually this year it was pretty predictive, which I mean, we should like that, right? Like we made a lot of money should like that. But I mean, as a NASCAR fan, I just, I'm not a huge fan of them running dirt, especially when I love the concrete track at Bristol so much. Yeah, I agree with you there. I want I want Bristol Concrete back in. You know, you had a very good week. My podcast bets were good, but the rest of my bets got obliterated thanks to that Blaney incident, which then Alex Bowman had an incident late. I lost a whole bunch of head-to-head matchups versus Brad Keselowski thanks to all of that. So not my best week, but, you know, we, we can't win them all. But I, at least the podcast bets were the good ones that I had last week. So we are moving on from Bristol Dirt to another short track, but this time it is the half-mile paperclip at Martinsville. So, Stevie, I know you and I, we both love Martinsville. How are you handicapping races at Martinsville? I mean, are you using other shorter flat tracks? Are you mostly just looking at Martinsville history? What do you got for us here at Martinsville? I mean, 75% looking at recent Martinsville because it's just such a unique racetrack, right? Like, at the end of the day... It's kind of its own animal. Yeah, we have other short flat tracks, but it's really, I mean, if anything, maybe look at the clash and it's still not even like the most comparable thing. So this new package that we've run on the short flat tracks this year, I think it matters. You know, who's been fast, who's been slow, who's missed right off the truck, I think is somewhat important. And the good thing is like with Richmond kind of getting rained out for practice and qualifying, like We know who was fast off the truck for that race and like who made the improvements from Phoenix. So I think like going in, like 
this team made this improvement from Phoenix and hopefully they can make that improvement from Martinsville. And what kind of stinks is like Martinsville won last year was atrocious. You couldn't pass. It was cold. It was just, it was a unique race in itself on a unique racetrack. So I think looking at Martinsville two from last year is going to be our best comp. And then it's like, Hey, it's a one race sample size. So it's, it's kind of tough to handicap going in this week, but I think the books are also struggling with handicapping this week because Outside of some outrights, there's some value this week on some certain bets. Yeah, I agree with that. I think there's, and, and we'll talk about it. My my four bets, none of those are are outrights. I've got a bunch of different prop bets, but I agree with you. I think the books are struggling a little bit outside of the outright market. You mentioned that really cold race last year, but then that second race, you definitely could pass. And now we have the low downforce package, like you mentioned, you alluded to there. We saw the low downforce package at Phoenix. We saw it. At Richmond, I know Denny Hamlin on his Actions Detrimental podcast said he thinks fast cars will be able to pass here at Martinsville for sure, which would be a massive, massive difference compared to last year's, you know, spring Martinsville race. So what do you make just of the of the low downforce package in general, what we've seen so far this year and how it applies to Martinsville? Yeah, I mean, fast cars have been fast. And at the end of the day, that's what we want, right? Like, because yeah. what we're trying to do is we're trying to predict those fast cars. So looking at like data we can have a good idea who should be fast and if we can pass i mean even if we can use the bumper right like martinsville is unique a lot of the passing at martinsville is using the bumper moving the car out in front of you out of the groove not wrecking them just moving them so if you're fast enough to be able to run to someone's bumper and they don't want to lay over i mean use the bumper and i mean that's just how martinsville is but if we have this downforce package where like that second groove becomes playable, then, I mean, there's just no reason why fast cars are not going to be moving to the front. So it's a long race. There's 500 laps. It's one of the most difficult races of the year. And I mean, it's just, it's phenomenal. But one thing that I will note, just kind of thinking about like, will the low downforce package help? I mean, there's been some people that have really struggled and they've struggled at Martinsville. So you can kind of cross off a few guys coming right into the weekend. Yeah, for sure. And you mentioned coming into the weekend, there was potential rain in the forecast, but now it's looking a little less iffy. It looks a little better. There is certainly some rain in the forecast for Sunday. Could we see the damp weather package at all this weekend? And if so, how would that affect things? I mean, I hope we don't see it. If we do see it, then, I mean, it's just going to open up long shots for me. That's all it does. Like, and I'm not saying like, hey, I'm going to go out of my way and bet Corey LaJoy to win the race. But I'm definitely, if we do have rain in the forecast and that's like a conversation, then I'm looking more at like maybe like a Tyler Reddick who's like 25 to 1 or Kevin Harvick who's like 22 to 1 type of guys. Daniel Suarez, 40 to 1. Like cars that I know have speed and the unpredictability of what these damp tires are going to do. But I still think like... Even in a damp tire situation, I still think like Martinsville is so unique that like you still have to be good at Martinsville, even on a yep. damp tire. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with that. So that is our Martinsville preview. It's time to get into the bets. As always, we're going to take you for a lap around Martinsville. Four turns, one pick from each of us per turn before we drive into victory lane. So we've taken the green flag and it's time to dive into turn one. This is Ryan Blaney, and we're running hops. All right, Stevie, barreling into turn one. What do you got for us? 
The guys that I, I think I'm probably going to be the highest on coming into the weekend is Ryan Priest. His top 10 right now is plus 250. Huge fan that what we've seen so far. He was extremely fast at the clash before, before having an issue. He probably would have won that race, which would have like set his season up so much more than where it's at. He's been fast at Phoenix and Richmond, top 10 speed. And if we look back to Martinsville too, Cole Custer was a top 10 car. He was like six in speed in that race. Well, this is the same equipment. And Priest is better than Custer at this racetrack type. So not only do I like Priest for a top 10, I've debated, I've been debating, I'm leaning towards throwing a little, maybe like quarter unit or 0.2 unit type of, you know, at 50 to one for Priest to even win this race. Cause I, I think like that is the ceiling that he has this weekend. I totally, totally agree with you there. I'm very high on Ryan Priest and that's why he is also my turn one pick. I'm going to take him in the top Ford market. I think there's a lot of upside there at 12 to one. I mean, just going along with everything you said, Stevie, but a little more context on Custer. Not only was he a top 10 car at the second Martinsville race, but in that first Martinsville race, he qualified third and he finished inside the top five in both stages before he had a pit penalty. And then just that ruined his day because you couldn't pass there in that first race. So in both Martinsville races, stage one and stage two, Custer finished top five in all four of those stages. And as you mentioned, Priest is an even better short, flat type, short track driver than Cole Custer is. So I love Priest this weekend. And that's why I'm rolling with an upside pick here at top Ford 12 to one. And, you know, I, there, there's a little bit of like Joey Logano and Ryan Blaine are both very good here, but Penske has struggled a little bit with long run speed under this lower downforce package at the short track. So if we get a long run to end the race here at Martinsville, I think it's very possible Priest ends up as top forward. What do you think? No, I like this. I mean, like I, like I was saying, I think he has like the ceiling to win this race. So the fact that like the Ford camp is strong, like, you know, Kevin Harvick has been incredible, but Martinsville is not Kevin Harvick's best track. So you kind of factor that in. And then you factor in like just how unlucky Ryan Blaney is on pit road. If you could just run 500 laps on the racetrack and not have to pit, I would take Blaney more to win more than most drivers. So the fact that he's just so unlucky on pit road and then Joey Logano, they either hit it or they miss. And so like getting it at 12 to one, and really just kind of factoring that he needs to beat Keselowski, Logano, Blaney, and Harvick. I mean, that's kind of where it's baked in. So I like this at 12 to 1. Yeah, definitely. So that is turn one. Now we got to roll through the corner. Make sure we keep it on the bottom there. We don't want a car to get underneath us as we go into turn two. I'm Denny Hamlin, and this is turn two here on Running Hot. All right, Stevie, what do you got for us as we're coming off turn two? I mean, I'm going to go to the Toyota camp. I'm going to talk about the only outright that I've taken this week so far, and that's Denny Hamlin at 7-1. to one. And the reason that I'm taking this at 7-1 to one is because I do expect him to be fast off the truck, and this is a racetrack that he's very good at. And I think this might end up like 5-1 to one type of line by the end of the weekend. So I'm going to jump on this early. If I'm wrong and it pushes to like 10 or 11, I'm going to take it again. That's how much I like Hamlin this week. So... Him and Bell had by far the best two cars at the fall Martinsville race. Hamlin fell off a little late, but I think he was more points racing once he was running like third or fourth in that race. And then Chastain did the the hail melon and like ended up beating Hamlin to get into the championship four. But I think like just kind of looking at it as a whole, he had the best driver rating. He led 203 laps in that race. 
there aren't many drivers that are better than Denny Hamlin at the paperclip in general. He has five career wins, 17 top five finishes in 34 races here at Martinsville. And if it does become like a damp racetrack type of situation, give me the guy that has the experience at Martinsville, you know, running multiple grooves. So I like the Toyota camp a lot this week. I think Bell and Hamlin are going to unload fast. I hope that like Chase Elliott being back kind of floods the market a little bit. And like we see lines move a little bit to our favor because I don't think Chase is going to be competitive and that's for another day. But give me Denny here at seven to one. <laughs> Staying on that Chase Elliott fade train this time just, for a little, little different reason there, of course. I it, know, man, out yeah. of the car this long and like that injury is like a serious injury. Like this yeah. is like a really demanding racetrack. Like why wouldn't you pick Talladega as like your return instead of like Martinsville? But I guess like you want to get back into the points, but without the top 30 thing and you know you're going to get a waiver, you're Chase Elliott. So I think I would have picked Talladega and I really wanted to see Josh Berry in the nine. <laughs> so, anyway, sorry. Oh, you're good. So going back to Denny Hamlin here, he has led over a hundred laps in three of the last four Martinsville races. So totaling 580 laps led in those four races. He's had a little bit of bad luck. He had that incident with Alex Bowman, obviously had the pit problem last year, which mean he had to come back through the field and finish sixth. So Denny Hamlin, very good bet here at seven to one for my turn to pick. I'm going to go to a head to head matchup. I'm going to take Eric Almarola minus 115 over Chris Buescher at bet MGM. Almarola is four and two versus Buescher head to head while they've both been with their current teams. Almarola with Stuart Haas racing, Chris Buescher with RFK racing. So that record actually improves to eight and four if we go back further to Busher's JTG Doherty years. And one of those years, Eric Almarola was actually in the in the petty ride as well. And Almarola's four losses, one loss was in that petty ride. One was a DNF after running 99.7% of the laps he ran inside the top 15, where Busher was only 90% in that metric in that race. And then a DNF after leading the race for 19 laps. And then he did have one poor race. So really he could have, Instead of being eight and four, he could be like 11 and one versus Chris Busher head to head. And again, just looking at their current teams, Busher only has one top 10 at Martinsville in six races, which is, you know, about 17% top 10 rate. Almarola, four out of 10 with Stuart Haas racing, a 40% rate. So I'm going to take Almarola over Busher. What are your thoughts here? I like this. I'm, I'm with you on this one. Like, if we look at just like the two short flat track races, too, Amarola was cruising through the field in the first one and then the tire fell off. And then the second race, he had a ton of speed on his way to like a 13th place finish where Busher, I mean, he's had a couple decent finishes on these racetracks, but it was more of like strategy, too, with the tire and stuff. So I, I do like Amarola over Busher. I think long term, like, this is value. NASCAR betting season is here, so get in on the action with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION and get up to $1,000 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Must be 21 or older to wager, 19 or older in Ontario. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. 
Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Call or text the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah and other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. That is turn two. Now we're going down that short little backstretch into turn three. I'm Austin Dillon, driver of the number three, and this is turn three here on Running Hot. All right, Stevie, time for turn three. What do you have? I'm going to go back to my boy Ryan Priest. Listen, I'm very high on Ryan Priest this week, but I'm going to take him over Austin Dillon at 105 here, minus 105 on BetMGM. So I, I like this a lot. Like Priest has an average finish of 16.7 or average running position at Phoenix and uh, Richmond of 16.7, where Austin Dillon was 24.4 in those two races. Dillon struggled with overall speed at Martinsville in general last year. And like I mentioned earlier, this is a great racetrack type for Priest. Custer had a ton of speed. So looking at like this year as a whole on the short flat tracks, Priest should be 130 here. So I'm not, I see value at minus 105. I saw this on another book as well outside of MGM and it was 115. So I think this is going to move. So I, I want to get this at 105 minus 105 here early on MGM. Yeah, definitely like that. Uh, I mean, we're, we're high on the Ryan Priest train. So I'm right there with you for my turn three pick. I'm going to go to this Penske teammate matchup. I'm going to take Ryan Blaney plus 105 over Joey Logano. And this is nice because we have just true apples to apples comparison here in the exact same equipment. Blaney, six wins versus four losses head-to-head against Joey Logano here at Martinsville in their 10 races together at Penske. In those 10 races, Blaney's median finish is four. And Joey Logano's median finish, so again, the finish that he finishes better than 50% of the time or worse than 50% of the time is six. So Blaney four, Joey six. We look at average finish, which, you know, weighs the bad ones even more. Average finish, Blaney six and a half, 6.5. Joey Logano, 6.6. So Blaney leads in every metric. He leads just barely in average driver rating as well. And some of these other predictive stats, fastest laps, for example, Blaney leads Joey Logano here. So I think this should be like more like minus 105 instead of plus 105. I think Blaney should be a slight favorite here. So I'm happy to get plus money on Ryan Blaney versus teammate Joey Logano. What's crazy to me, like looking at this bet is the books could do really well here. Just making both of these guys minus 110. So getting this at plus money is value to me because I really do think at the end of the day, it's a coin flip. If Blaney stays clean on pit road, he probably beats Logano. If Logano unloads fast, I think it's competitive. I think, this type of racetrack, I would give Blaney the edge right now. So getting this at plus money is nice. Yeah, I mean, little thin value, but hey, value is value for sure. So that is turn three. It is time to go into turn four. I'm Noah Gregson, and this is turn four here on Running Hot. All right, Stevie, final turn here before we take the checkered flag. What do you got for us? All I'm realizing here is I should look into a Ford manufacturer bet because I mean, like, 
the more we get going here, the more like I like Fords this week. And I mean, that's turn four. We're looking at the checkered flag and we're hoping our boy Brad Keselowski finishes inside the top 10. He's plus 105. This is a track Keselowski and Roush Fenway found something on last year. They were testing stuff throughout the playoffs and they found something that did end up, you know, getting disqualified for not meeting minimum weight. Like, I don't even know how that's possible anymore with all the systems, but hey, like there was no even like appeal or anything. It was just, he finished fourth. He got DQ. They moved on. He's had a ton of speed at the two short flat tracks to start the season. So whatever they found last year on this type of racetrack, it's definitely converted over to how fast they've been this season. So he also made the final round of qualifying here last season. If he's able to do this again, this line's going to move. If he starts inside the top 10, we're probably looking at anywhere from minus 120 to minus 150 here for a top 10 for Keselowski. So this is another one that I want to jump on while we're getting some plus odds. And hopefully he does qualify inside the top 10 and we look like we're smart. Yeah, absolutely. And talking about qualifying there, you mentioned he qualified in the top 10 both races last year. Going back to Ryan Priest, well, Cole Custer qualified in the top five in both Martinsville races last year. So definitely want to jump on Priest and jump on Keselowski early. And that's why my turn four pick is also Brad Keselowski. I'm going to take him for that top forward market at seven to one. I just think that's too long of a number. It probably should be more like five to one. Brad had top 10 speed at both short flat races this year at Phoenix and at Richmond. Only one top 10 finish from those, but definitely a top 10 speed in both of those. Last year, he did have a top, about top 12 car at the first Martinsville race prior to a pit penalty that he had as well. There were several drivers that got bit by pit penalties, Bubba Wallace, Brad Keselowski, Cole Custer. And then again, you just couldn't pass through the field after that happened. You mentioned that second Martinsville race. He finished fourth, obviously, before that that weird disqualification. And, you know, I mentioned the, the Blaney Logano potential little bit of struggle on this uh, lower downforce package long run here. So, again, it's not that I dislike Logano and Blaney here. It's just uh, if we get a long run here, could that come to bite them with their struggle in the long run speed this year in the shorter flat tracks with this package? So those are our four picks, turns one through four. That means, Stevie, it is time to drive into victory lane. We took the checkered flag. We won the race. So who are we taking as our victory lane pick? I mean, we're we're waving it, right? We're in victory lane in Martinsville, and, you know, maybe we're having a hot dog or two. So oh, yeah. Kyle Larson is our guy this week top five plus 150 i I found value on this one i I like this i I think that kyle larson is someone that is very consistent and he's fast pretty much everywhere he's just one of the best race car drivers that we have in the sport right now he was third in speed in the fall martinsville race on his way to a second place finish he had the best average finish and ranks first in speed at richmond and phoenix through those new downforce And, and like when you just think of cars sliding and like needing to find grip, you just, I just feel like I think Kyle Larson, his average running position in those two races was 2.7. Martinsville fall, he had a 3.5 average running position, which was the second best. So everything just kind of points me to taking this number. You're getting him at seven to one on most books. I know we, you and I were, when we were talking about this, you, you found him at 10 to one, which is insane value. Yeah. So we like the top five here at plus 150 for Kyle Larson. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Kyle Larson and and William Byron, both of them right now are the guys to beat maybe overall in the series, but definitely even at these shorter flat tracks, Richmond, Phoenix, and probably Martinsville this weekend as well. And I know historically Martinsville hasn't been a great track for Kyle Larson, but 
he's in that mold of drivers where you get better and better at Martinsville. And then once you're good at Martinsville, you're good at Martinsville. And he is there now. You mentioned that 3.5 average running position, second best in last year's playoff Martinsville race. So I think we're going to see more of that from Kyle Larson. My model gives about 40% weight to recent form, just overall recent form. And obviously Larson's at the top of the list there. It gives about 30% weight to Martinsville track history itself. And it gives about 30% weight to overall flat tracks, shorter flat tracks. And Larson's just been slaying on all of those. So he is number one in my model this weekend in terms of win probability. So top five plus 150. Very nice. If you go back and look at like his finishing record, you're not going to see value based off of like the number of top fives and the number of races. But that's because he's been one of those who's improved at Martinsville and now he's good here. So wanted to put that out there that, you know, a lot of times we'll be like, oh, he finished this in the last number of races. We're not going to see that here at Larson. But that's okay because a uh, little bit different situation here. Just to touch on like his recent finishes, like last year, first race, speeding penalty. The fall race, what was it, 2021 fall race, pit penalty, drove back to fifth and then got another pit penalty. So like the finishes don't necessarily show the speed that he's had at Martinsville either. Yeah, exactly. So right there with you, you know, the, the finishes aren't as predictive as speed, running position, driver rating, fast laps, those kinds of things. So definitely right there with you. But that is going to do it for us. Thank you for listening to the Martinsville episode of Running Hot Action Network's Motorsports Betting Podcast. And we got a good one next week. We're going to be talking bets for the Geico 500 at Talladega. You know I love super speedway racing. You know I love drafting racing. When things can get wild and crazy, that's that's my bread and butter. So back to drafting. Oh, yeah. On behalf of my co-host, Stephen Young, thanks again for listening, and we'll see you back here next week on Running Hot from Action Network. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.